This week, I'm sitting down with my older brother, Mark, to discuss holiday gaming memories, our favorite video game gifts over the years, gaming on black and white TVs, Mark's theory about my musical tastes, and getting punched in the face for the first time. You know, warm nostalgia. Let's get into it. Thanksgiving. <laughs> I've never actually played the slide whistle in front of anybody before, and wow, it's actually really embarrassing. Really good, man. Yeah, so Mike might be right. <laughs> this slide whistle might be ridiculous. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of the Super Nintendo Dads Entertainment Podcast. This is Todd Hunt, and this week I have a very special pleasure of hosting the show with my older brother, Mark, and in studio, no less. Thank you for saying yes to this, buddy. No, thank you. Wonderful to be here. So the holidays are really special to me because no matter where my brother was, he was always home for the holidays. So it was always something, a time of year just to really look forward to. Um, When Mark graduated high school, a tour bus pretty much pulled up and I didn't see him pretty much. Tour van. Tour van first, right? That's right. You got to earn the bus. You got to earn the bus. Do you want to do a quick little history of your musical history? Um, uh, Probably about 20. Did I leave home? About mm-hmm. 20 years old. About that, yep. I uh, went on a van tour, which led to a RV tour. Mm-hmm. Moving on up. Moving on up. A um, little tour of Europe and, and uh, the States. And then the bus tour, of course. And you toured every state except for two, right? Dakotas. Is that right? The Dakotas. Both Dakotas. And Hawaii. You somehow missed oh, Hawaii, both Dakotas. Alaska. Right, okay. Well, yeah, the continental states. Correct. Yep. And uh, probably the end of an era, though, because those times were uh, no cell phones. Right. Low internet service. Right. Uh, you just basically uh, either were, you know, picking on each other or sleeping. Right. It's probably the reason why many bands broke up, because they had to just spend time with each other for days on end. Absolutely. I actually have some questions about gaming. And the band on the bus and the RVs and all that stuff. I'm not sure we've ever discussed if there was any of that set up, but we'll get into it. Um, so, yeah, my I think my first question, like, I have a very strong first memory of gaming. and It's playing The Legend of Zelda on the NES in our house. And it was just kind of there. It was something that you got that I picked up. Um, I didn't, I, it just kind of was there. Do you have like a first gaming memory? Was it Nintendo or was it earlier? My first gaming memory is in television. Oh wow! Okay. Or it would be ColecoVision. So in television was had like a phone cord hooked up to a remote, right? That plugged into the system. It had like numbers on it too, right? It was almost like the cable box. Oh, the old cable box, right? With the wire. Mm-hmm. So, but I believe that in television or ColecoVision, either or had a remote that was. Into the box. Right. It was not wireless. Yep. I think you're absolutely right about that. But the cable box, so the cable box that you're talking about is the old cable boxes used to have- With the switcher. It was a remote control that wasn't remote. It was connected to the cable box and you could flip the dials and that would switch to different channels. Three rows you had. And if you went to the Playboy one Uh and you switched it like really fast, you could sometimes unblur the bars. Sometimes you could. Yeah. That was as close as we got to seeing anything. Right. Um, back in those days. Mm-hmm. 
or unless you had a JC Penny um, or Sears catalog. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Different times. Did now did you have an Intellivision or Clico at the house? No, my my first real memory is a giant tube TV mm-hmm, with course. Pong. With you remember Pong? So you, that was like the birth of the home like, console. Either I want to say it was like Uncle Louie. Oh, okay. Rossi or somebody had All like right. Pong. Wow. Two the sticks. Yep. Or the and the ball. That's it. Yep. So I remember that. It was the most simple and basic of all game development, yet probably the most revolutionary. I, I would probably say, though, that the first real gaming things I remember was having the Frogger mini uh, mini game. Uh-huh. I don't know what those are called. Like the mini, mini arcade, arcade cabinets? Right, like Grandpa used to have a bunch of those. Right, so right. I remember getting Frogger, and you got one, too. I don't know what it was, though. I remember like it being in the basement. Yeah. Builder, like, wasn't it like, what's the game, the food game? It was Burger Time. Or maybe it was Burger yeah, Time. Yeah, I think it was Burger Time. Or it could have been Donkey Kong. Uh, yeah, Burger because Time. I remember just... on the screen was the actual, the Donkey Kong actually had the ladder already in the screen. Right. You were just like, there was like a little display of, of the move. Jumpman. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah, I remember those cabinets. So Frogger too. It was like the lines, but yeah, and like the lily there. pads were there already that right. you jumped something, on. Yeah, right. something I mean, like it, that. It, it, it's something like that. So those were the first. Those were the first consoles we had in the house. Were those mini arcade cabinets? Mm-hmm. So I'm curious. Do you remember like the temperature of the room for like being at Lou Rossi's, like Uncle Lou's house, and Pong or being there? Were the adults into it? Were they like excited about it? Do you remember that? Or is it like... They must have been because it was on. Yeah, it was on. Yeah. So someone was playing it and it right. wasn't me. Yeah. It's so wild. It's weird because like when when the video games first came out, like it was something that really adults were into bringing home and then it switched to, you know, really specifically being for kids. And now it's, you know, it's everywhere for everyone. Well, that's what you got to think about too. Like in television or ClicoVision was like two ninety nine. So yeah. like in 82, that's like $600. Yeah, easy. So exactly. So like you had to be... Yeah. Uh, An adult to buy buy it. Right. Exactly. And kids didn't really know about it at that point um, unless it was in the house already. Like for me with the Ness, I remember Matt Savaris who lived next to us. We would go there and try to figure out Zelda because he had it from his older sister. And of course we had no idea what we were doing. I mean, we'd play it for hours and probably never beat the first dungeon, but you know, just having that open world experience was such a wild way to start our gaming history. It wasn't a simple platformer. Of course, played Mario and all that too. So like specifically around the holidays, what type of gaming memories do you have? Is it mostly us? Is it playing with friends? Is there gifts or anything that you can remember? Like specific holiday memories? Holiday memories. So Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. snowstorm. Oh, okay. Going to Blockbuster and renting something to go play. Okay. Yeah. But, and I remember we looked out the. Remember we opened the garage right at our aunt's house. Oh, that's when I bought Metroid Prime. And then all of a sudden it was like that much snow, mm-hmm. and then every hour it was stacking up. Yeah, it, it came down like and stacking up. It must have been like a foot and a half of snow fell from the beginning of Thanksgiving, like getting there until we left. Yes. And, and we, we just kept thinking, let's wait. And- oh yeah, that was when we went through. The tidal wave. No, the tidal oh no, that was a different time. I had that written down on my <laughs> really? notes. Where? Hold on, tidal wave with the next exclamation point. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was the tidal wave was on the way. It was on the way house. there. That was a. It was like a rainstorm one holiday, right? It was in the red. Uh, 
Beretta. Beretta. Right. Completely engulfed. Right. In dude, dude we went, we were underwater. Underwater. Like they could have been the end of us. It could have been the end of us. We could have went through a parallel dimension that day and didn't even know it. That like was, we could be living a different life than we should be. Absolutely. That was a actual tidal wave. Yeah, that was amazing. Long, Long Beach Road. Yep. So yeah, that Thanksgiving, right. I got some cash from one of our relatives. Mm-hmm. It might have even been Christmas. It but, could have, yeah, but it could have been one of the right. two. But one I remember we we were driving home, and I called Blockbuster see if they were open to see if they were open. open. They were open till midnight, and I wasn't really into gaming at that time. I was somewhat in, but I wasn't like checking out new stuff, and I didn't realize there was a new Metroid out. So when I saw Metroid Prime there, I was like, oh, wow, a new Metroid. That's, you know, my favorite franchise of all time at that point. Right. Um, other than Zelda. So I got it. And yeah, I remember I stayed up until about six in the morning because it was it's still, you know, one of my favorite games. But yeah, that's a great memory. Well, if you stayed up till six then I probably stayed up till six, too. Absolutely. I would not play if you were home. Mm-hmm. So that's one of my favorite memories about gaming for the holidays is if you were home. Or like from being on tour or before you went on tour and you were just still home with us, I would not play unless you watched me. That's right. And you were always my favorite audience. Um, And again, this was also before cell phones, too. So it's not like these days where like an older brother sitting watching a kid play and probably like going through Facebook and Instagram the whole time, just kind of being a presence through him. You were a part of my experience. We were figuring out puzzles together. You were, you know, egging me on to go one more time. Right. Um, to try to get through the stage. I don't, the only time I ever beat Castlevania was while you were watching me and we just hammered it out. We said, this is what's going to happen. We're right. going to get through no, it tonight. There, right. there was no outside distraction. You, right. were, you were watching the TV. Yep. There wasn't a, you know, yep. that's what it was. So I'm just curious, like what's your, like what's your memories of me gaming? Cause I've been gaming obviously my whole life. Like I said, when I was very young, it just was kind of in the house and I started really young. I was probably like six or seven years old when I started playing and kind of really never looked back. Um, I would say uh, d- dual TVs. One was in black and white. One was in color. One had Sega. One had Nintendo. Yeah. I don't know which one had which. Right. But I believe that the Sega had the black and white and the color was for Nintendo. If that makes sense. That does make sense. And actually, it's really reasonable because Nintendo always had better colors. Right. So why anyway, would you waste? Right. I mean, I don't really know much about Sega except for like OutRun is my only memory. OutRun's or, a great game. Or Sonic. Uh-huh. Right? Yep. Okay. But OutRun. OutRun. <clears throat> Altered Out- Beast, perhaps? Yeah. So that's all Genesis. We did have a Master System. Oh, okay. Okay. And we played a lot on there like Shinobi. Right. Alex Kidd. Mm-hmm. Uh, missile defense. Remember we had the 3d headset we've talked about on this show before. Um, that never really worked. It was a really bad 3d experience. Too or no? Yeah. The light phaser. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what I remember. I remember having the two TVs. Yep. Now. So the first TV we had down there was black and white. Correct. And so the first like three or four years that we played Nintendo, all of the black box games. So Castlevania, uh, super Mario brothers, legend of Zelda for the first like three or four years, we were playing that in black and white, which is a shame because like, my favorite games to watch you play was Mega Man 1. Yeah. And Rygar. Oh my God. Mike and I were just talking about Rygar this morning, actually. Mike texted me a picture of some unauthorized, like hardcover history of Rygar. Okay. So- and he was saying that he remembers actually really fondly playing that a lot with his brother. Rygar to me is, the, is one of my favorites, especially like when the birds would drop down the eggs. <laughs> And, and, and right. you had to like jump, yep. and all of a sudden you went to like a castle in the sky. Yeah, like these these uh, I don't know what you'd call that. Yeah, yeah. 
you, you would climb up and there was like um there was like these um they're these, like floating these gods, these Enduras up there mm-hmm. um that you would talk to and they'd either give you weapons or just give you really bad advice. No, like, that was the one where you stop and you say, Good job. They actually give you like a uh what do they call that? Like a there was actually words like a They'd give you like yeah, I think they'd give you like or- advice of, of like but it was always really cryptic and generic. It'd be like, you know, the the famous like Zelda one is like Eastmost Peninsula hides the secret. And you're what like, what about gobble gobble? Gobble gobble, grumble grumble. Mm. We actually use that as um, grumble grumble. We use that in Darling. In our first issue of Darling, we use grumble grumble just to throw in like a video game Easter egg. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we love Drygar. And that same bird dropping mechanic is in Castlevania too. Okay, so I, I think the, mo- the, the the game I watched the most that you play was, was Castlevania 1, yep. tied with The Legend of Zelda. Yeah. I probably. don't think, I, I, I mean, I just remember. That's probably equal, right? Equal, equal, right? I don't know if, if that's for you. If you if you agree with that, yeah. I mean, yeah, that the and first one, not Link, right? Not, the first not, Zelda, not Mario right. Brothers. I right. mean, Mario Brothers was a lot, right? Yeah, it was kind of always just on but Mario like, Brothers. But I liked watching you play Rygar. Yep. Uh, Mega Man. Yep. Um, uh, Tyson's Punch Out. Mm-hmm. Because because I'm not a gamer. Mm-hmm. I'm a watcher. Right, you are, and the best, the best audience of all time. Um, so, uh, I liked um, Metroid, of course, Castlevania, but um, the only games that I actually played. Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask. Go ahead. If you can name the game I've played the most besides Tetris, yep, I'll be very impressed. The game you've like, the game that you would like turn on and like play because you wanted game. to play something. Correct. I have no idea. The Adventures of Bayou Billy. I wish. <laughs> Or Lunar Leaper. It was Lunar like a, Leaper. A pool, a pool game. Um, um, give me the system. Yeah, Nintendo? Nintendo? Oh, yeah. And there's multiple versions of this game. Wow. This is like, I'm like looking at my, I'm looking at my I collection you have now. You have a one close in there. Mm. It's a yellow, a yellow. Um, baseball stars? Well, that's close. My favorite game to play is RBI Baseball. RBI one. Baseball. Yep. I was, I, I would have thought it was a baseball game. You did love playing baseball games and baseball stars. RBI baseball was the one that the big, loaded. the big chubby characters. Yeah, I love the, the chubby characters. Cause yep. like if you, if you think about a chubby character in RBI, yeah. the same chubbiness of Mega Man, they're equally as cute. <laughs> right. if they are wanna, cute. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But RBI baseball one was awesome. Yep. Better than baseball. Baseball is one of the worst black box games that Nintendo. Made. It is. It's terrible. It, but you know, at the time when you had baseball, Excite Bike, yep, like that was yep. those as are cool all as yep. it got. Yeah, Nintendo you was remember playing Excite Bike and just letting it run. Uh, you could, yeah, and you just let it go, and it would take. Because was it a timed game? Yeah, you could just let it go. Yeah, you just let it go. Yeah, the race wouldn't end if, like now, modern games and even like RC Pro M and those games. Like if somebody came in first, second, and third, the race would just end. I love like, RC Pro M. I, I, I was that, I have that written down here. Oh, Rad Racer RC Pro M. I have RC Pro M in the analog right now because I was playing it right before you arrived. Very, um, very cool. I, I, I definitely enjoyed uh, that. But my favorite game to play was RBI One, but then Bases Loaded came out. Yeah, that was the Jellico. first time that you were the vi- you were actually looking at the batter instead of the when you pitched you. Right, right, right. Oh, was it was it like that when you hit too? Yeah, you might you might be right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, different view. There was really good graphics in that. Um, baseball Simulator 1000. Love Baseball Simulator. Yeah, great. And then the MLB came out. Mm-hmm. It wasn't to me though. RBI One is my favorite. 
Yeah. All right. Good. And pro wrestling. I liked. Oh, pro wrestling's a great game. We talk about pro. We, we throw each other pictures of pro wrestling stuff all the time, like uh, King Corn Karn mm. and the Amazon guy. Mm-hmm. Amazon's great. Starman was always my guy, though, because of the flip kick. There you go. Love the flip kick. Gotta, yeah, that's you great. You got to have some Lucha Libre in there, man. got to have some Lucha Libre, yeah. You know? So that, so sports games, essentially. Would, sports yeah. games. See, Nintendo was really smart when they released... We've talked about this on our Black Box show. If you guys want to go back to the some of our older shows, the Black Box games were really smart because Nintendo wasn't sure where they were going to strike gold, like what their audience was going to be. So yeah. they came out with a game literally for anybody, for any taste, whether it's sports, action adventure, um, open world adventure like Zelda, platformers, Duck Hunt, gun games, racing games like Rad Racer. You know, these games, they were really trying to just see who was going to grab at it the most and you know platformers probably wound up being the winner out of that but there was always something for everybody and i think that's always been nintendo's strategy and why they do so well is there really is always something for somebody that's right um Mm -hmm. on their systems and that you know goes through to the wii and the switch today so one of my favorite memories about gaming when we were younger was arcade games and for us growing up on long island you can't go more than about two blocks without encountering a pizza place. That's right. That's right. Remember and we counted 10 on Grand Avenue at one time. There was 10 in like a, a, a probably a half mile, a mile. Yeah, okay. yeah, maybe. Two mile radius. Maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe like a mile, a mile or two. Um, 10 pizza places, yeah. And every pizza place during this time had an arcade game in it. Usually one, right. sometimes two. So what are your arcade memories? And well, I'm not even talking about like going to an arcade. We had a Nathan's that had a really great arcade. Okay, in Nathan's it. was awesome. That was like as close as we could get to like going to an arcade without being on like a trip or like taking, you know, going on a Saturday to an arcade. We would just go to Nathan's. That's it was, right. It was close. But what about like the smaller, well, the we, smaller places? Okay. Um, well, San Remo was, was a, uh, was the place. San Remo's was the place. Remind me again, on which Grand one was Avenue. San Re- Grand Avenue. Well, that was next to the, the movie theater. Right. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Next, please. Next, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, right, One right. of dad's favorite places to yeah. go. Okay. So right next to this, Remo's. And I can remember like over there, but like we had, you remember our place, but before our place, there was a place called Pizza Machine. Pizza okay. Machine was kind of like uh, the same thing as, as our place. We but, should talk about that. But you know, it was just like birthday parties back then where you had your birthday party at McDonald's. Right before our place and Pizza Machine. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, right. during that time period. Mm-hmm. I mean, now think about taking- So you the- remember going to birthday parties at- at McDonald's and like, yeah, I mean, yeah. imagine that now, like, oh yeah, we're going to take our kids to McDonald's. And yeah. We're going to go sit in front of a tree that talks. <laughs> yeah, no, but for that two, was amazing. Two or three hours. I actually totally forgot about the tree that talks until you just said you it. You know, but like, dude, there's no, like kids these days don't even know who Grimace is. <laughs> exactly. Like, and probably for a good cause. Grimace, yeah. <laughs> there wasn't much to Grimace. But you know, it's just a, a different time period where you, you'd have a birthday party and you just play video games and pizza. I mean, you can't, I mean, if right. you're, a young kid, that's the best thing. Yeah, so I'm not sure if anyone listening had an experience like that. Um, we had two places that Mark mentioned, Pizza Machine, Pizza Machine our and place. Our Place. And I mean, we were going there probably once a week during the heyday of it because, you know, there was 20, 30 kids right. in a class every kid, and, you and every kid right. pretty much had it there. So you'd walk into this like sideways cereal box design of a, of a space. And it was just this alley of arcade games on one side and the other and they were free play so you didn't have to put a quarter in and for a while they were like the most current games it wasn't just all oh, your yeah. games so you yeah. were going in there and playing the most current games for free for an hour and then the back there was like picnic tables everyone would have pizza cake 
Open your gifts. Open your gifts. And it would be the greatest experience ever. I mean, oh, especially sure. for me, like being so in love with video games, especially mm-hmm. during that time, it was the greatest way to have a birthday party. And then we also had Hot Skates, which was the other. Welcome person. to Hot, Hot Skates. <laughs> they had a mini arcade in there, yes. but you had to pay for it, Yeah, which was kind of a bummer. But I usually wound up spending most of my time playing Ninja Gaiden. Okay. Um, back there um instead I, I of skating i would play um tabletop pac-man oh right the, long the flat one, one. the flat mm-hmm. or miss pac-man or yeah. pac-man had the flat um yeah. arcade so that was like those were really cool those were meant for bars so the glass tabletop you could just put your drink on oh, top okay, okay. and just play okay. um so what it, so yeah really awesome experiences that we were able I mean, to have birthday parties were the best I but mean. like do you remember specific games that you would play in the pizza places like do you remember any like even if you didn't play them just like are there any that like you're closing your eyes or thinking about san remos or messina or like or, in a hurry pizza and just yeah, can you san picture remo. any of the cabinets it would have to be uh like space invaders yeah the okay that comes to mind so like the older games Right. You know. Yeah, me too. But I mean, Street Fighter later yep. on. Right. So that was like the biggest thing to go play Street Fighter. And right. Even though I couldn't play it, I would still put pump quarters in and, and, right. and you know. Right. I, I think that like, so there was a really big shift in those games, the arcade games that were in the pizza places, because once fighting games came out, that overtook them. Like it's Mortal like, Kombat and Street Fighter. Like, is that right. Yeah. the right thing? Totally. To say? Yeah. Like, like World Heroes and those games. They, King of the Fighters. That was like a whole different, uh, it changed the game. Yeah, because once you could have like a reason for two people to play at the same time and it wasn't just like a co-op run and gun, um, yeah, that changed everything. You'd wait in line. You'd put your quarter up top or some people would put their cigarette on there um, to hold your spot for the next game. And sometimes you'd get on a run or someone would get on a run and just be playing for like an hour straight. Um, yeah, I've talked a lot about ice cream and more, mm-hmm. which is where I played a lot of, uh, fight. The first time I played mortal Kombat was there and okay, street mortal fighter, King, Kombat, the fighters, okay. all that stuff. I've told everyone on this show, the hot dog story, <laughs> <laughs> which is one of my favorite stories from dad. If you haven't heard the hot dog story, I'll post that episode link, uh, right, with this show. Um, so and yeah, the hot, but I don't think you got the hot dog story, right? I think I need to to uh, step in here. Oh no. Now I believe that dad had a, a black cup of coffee with his hot dog. He, um, but he didn't order the hot dog. That's the whole story. <laughs> I, 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 okay. He went in. So I'm going to have to repeat the hot dog story. He went in cause every Friday after dinner, he'd bring me to play video games. Right. And he'd have a cup of coffee while I played. And right. essentially that was the, that was the hourglass. That was the ticking clock. The ticking clock. First sip to last sip was my gaming time. Come on. It wasn't even a matter of how many quarters I had. If I needed more quarters, but he still had more coffee, game on. That's right. So there was one time we were there and Joe, who owned Ice Cream More, kept saying to him, Artie, you want a hot dog? I'm going to throw these out. And dad very graciously was like, no, we just came from dinner. I'm not hungry. Artie, sure you don't want a hot dog? I got these. I'm going to throw them out. I got five hot dogs. I'm going to throw them out. <laughs> uh, no, Joe, thanks. I'm just going to wait till the kid's done playing. And then we're going to get out of here. All right. You got it, Artie. No worries. Five minutes later, Artie, literally, I'm throwing these hot dogs in the garbage. Fine, give me a hot dog. He takes the hot dog. Maybe he takes a bite. Probably not. Maybe he does just to be nice because dad was a nice guy. That's right. We're leaving and Joe goes, all right, guys, see you again. Artie, need a buck 50 for that hot dog. <laughs> That's the only time I ever saw dad basically want to punch him on the face. <laughs> and we didn't go back to ice cream more after that. Oh, man, what a bummer. I know, it was a bummer. But oh, the hot man. dog story is one, one of my favorites. Great yeah. yeah, I need a buck 50 for yep. the hot dog. I mean, and that stretched over like 45 minutes to an hour of him asking, do you want yep. a hot dog? No, I don't want a hot dog. Do you want a hot dog? No, I don't want a hot dog. How about a buck 50 for the hot dog, Artie? Um, so we mentioned earlier, 
you were on, you probably spent the equivalent of like six months in a tour bus. Correct. And I'm talking about like the equivalent hours of six months in a tour bus or a van or an RV. Right. Were there ever gaming systems hooked up? Yes. There were. Absolutely. All right. What game systems, what games were the okay, ones that were so being played? Obviously, this was all co like couch co-op multiplayer. No one was playing multiplayer at this time. There wasn't internet aboard these buses. Correct. Correct. Right. Right. Okay. So on the van, we had a Super Nintendo. Nice. In the RV, we had whatever game, whatever system Toe Jam and Earl is on. Sega <laughs> Genesis. Okay. Great. Great game. Okay. So a lot of Toe Jam and Earl was played on the turbos? On the van. In the van. On the van. Okay. Okay. Whatever, whatever that was. Right. Um, it's a really, really appropriate choice for uh, that. But it, at, but in the bus, there was no... When I was on the bus, there was no gaming except for in my bunk, and that was Tetris on... Okay. Right. Of course. So so basically, before you left for toy, you needed batteries for your Discman and your Game Boy. Right. Two super important things on the bus. Got to have it. Now, you said before that, obviously, sports games were your go-to for consoles, but you've probably paid the equivalent of three years worth of time of Tetris. In Correct. Your life. And even even to this day, that's probably the, the most game I've played. Yeah. And, and when I bought my daughter a Switch recently, mm-hmm. I actually bought Tetris right. and spent three days just right. playing Tetris. Just playing Tetris. Yeah, you've always loved Tetris. And I was actually just talking to Mike about this recently. There's these studies that they just put out where people who went through a really traumatic experience, whether they saw something that was really traumatic or just had to deal with something emotionally that was super traumatic for them. If you play a specific amount of Tetris right after the experience, it can cut down your risk of PTSD. Right. Because it just does something where those memories would process to become something that could be PTSD later. They just don't have the bandwidth to process while you're playing Tetris. It rewires things. Wow. It's incredible. Um, it's such a basic game. Yeah. I mean, know? it's, it's so I've talked again on the show before about the gra- the greatest Christmas ever. I called it. Okay. The greatest Christmas ever. The greatest Christmas ever for me was, was when we got handed a thousand dollars each in an envelope. No, that was a great Christmas too. Okay. That was a really great <laughs> Christmas too. Yeah. Hey, that was we, something hey, what they think they refinance now that like, the house, boy. yeah, now that I'm older, I totally get it. <laughs> like <laughs> back then it was such a wild card for them. Cause you know, mom and dad were always super generous during the holidays, right. but like this one was like really out of left field and we were kind of older at the time. And so they refinanced and had a little bit extra cash and felt like, you know, sharing it with the boys. But right. my favorite Christmas ever was, so you were on tour for a really long time. Okay. I don't think I saw you for a year. All right. And again, that seemed like a big time before COVID, but I mean, I'm seeing you now and I haven't seen you in three years. So, but back then it was a really long time. Oh yeah. Totally different. Mm-hmm. And you were living in Brooklyn at the time. Right. And I went to pick you up in Brooklyn mm-hmm. to bring you home to Long Island for Christmas uh, and Christmas Eve. And you wanted to give me my present early. You had just signed a big deal. Okay, record deal. Okay. Record deal. You had a good chunk of money mm-hmm. and you decided to share it with me. You bought me the Nintendo Advance, the Game Boy Advance SP. Okay. No, it was just the Game Boy Advance. Okay, it wasn't Game the SP. Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance, every accessory, and multiple games. I want to say possibly the games that were out at launch, because there was only like five or six out at Even launch. Even the light. And the light. No, every accessory. Every accessory. Even the worm the light. light. Yep. The light. Yep. Yep. And one, 
this was at another phase where like video games were still important to me, but I wasn't like, I wasn't buying every console that came out and handheld games have always been my favorite. I've talked about that multiple times on the show. So to just out of left field, get this incredibly generous and something that I didn't even realize I wanted as badly as I did. Mm -hmm. And then to just drive home, have you here after not seeing you for a year and be able to just, we played so much Tesla. We would just go back and forth. So that was like one of the only times where you were a little preoccupied while I was playing console games. Cause I would be playing console games. You'd be playing Tetris on the advance and then we'd switch back and forth. Right. And just try to beat the, uh, the high score, the for high Lions. score on Tetris. Yeah. Right. Um, and then that one night you were really quiet yeah. <laughs> and we were playing back and forth and I, and I looked over and you weren't talking you were just like so intent. And then you like, you got the, the biggest, right. Highest score right. of all time. Right. Never to be beaten. Right. Exactly. Because yeah. Like, you're playing Tetris. You're talking. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll do that tomorrow. Great. And then right. it was just like silence. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> you're just like so focused. I feel like I remember like, that. I was, in, we were in I'm my bedroom. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, re- uh-huh. I feel like I remember that. Cause it was just like, it was like, you know, when you get to the point where it's like, all right, I have like maybe 30 seconds left. It's mo- moving so fast. And it's coming down. Yeah, it's coming, coming down, down so down. fast. Right, right. I have 30 seconds left. Maybe I'll get another line or two. And it just kept going and going and going. Yep. It was like that 30 seconds lasted like five minutes. Yep. And it was just blasting line after yep. line. Yeah, we loved playing on that advance. So I still have that advance. It's here in the collection. Um, I that's, still have mine as well. It's my my favorite my favorite holiday gaming gift of all time and you know we've certainly gotten wow. plenty You're of welcome, consoles man. through the I'm years glad that that's a, a, a wonderful yeah. memory. i remember so i was sitting we were sitting in the living room of your apartment in brooklyn and there was a bird cage yes bird with cage like a glass table. top yeah and you walked out and you just dumped all of these wrapped gifts and i was like what the hell is this and it was yeah just one a really great great memory right on man i'm glad i could do it so now the audience knows Grayson very well, my oldest son. Okay. And I've talked about Perry. Usually they hear him screaming in the background. Right. Uh, who just turned two. And your daughter is here with us. And they've been playing a lot of Luigi's Mansion on Switch, which Gray did his own show about. Right. We called it Game Boy. It's in the back catalog. Check it out. Um, so what's gaming like for Meadow in 2021? Um, we have a Switch. <laughs> Um, that I, I bought a switch mm-hmm. and got ripped off for, for a bunch of money Yeah, and then I bought another switch. Yeah. So I was like, okay, great. Mm-hmm. I got the switch and I got her, uh, Mario Kart mm-hmm. and, uh, Super Smash Brothers. Nice. Okay. So I didn't want to give her Super Smash Bros. with all the characters because I felt like it was a ripoff that you have to earn all those characters. It takes time to, I mean, there's like 87 characters now, so but it I takes time. I sat there for three weeks. Oh, did you really? Because I can't play games. That's one of the best dad stories of so, all time. And I sat there at lunchtime. Amazing. Trying to get, you know, uh, the chick with the glasses. Uh, uh, who's the, Bayonetta. Oh, yep. Bayonetta. Uh, yep. The squirt girl. Uh, with the yep, squid girl. You know, yep. Mega Megan. Yep. So I didn't want to give her. I want because it starts, it you start and there's like 10. That's or maybe, maybe, maybe 10, less. maybe eight. Yeah. You know, you right. have to get, who's the guy that says go again? Go again? Like the speech writer guy. Oh, uh, Ryu. 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 Okay. So that's our, our, our most played guy is Ryu. Okay. Yeah. He's great. But I'm, I'm a big Kirby guy myself. We got Kirby too, mm-hmm. right? But I just felt like you can't give a kid. Without the character. It's great. I love that story. That's an incredible story. That's like, um, the new thing is that like, if you buy a console for a kid for Christmas, like to set it up 
and download all the updates and everything before Christmas morning so, so that like, they can just go right go. into it. That's like that, but that's taking that idea to like a totally different thoughtful level. That's a great, that's a, I love that. So, I, so we got the switch. The switch lasted about two weeks. Okay. Because, um, you could play foot doctor. <laughs> okay. On, on her iPad. Yep. You can play foot doctor yep. or you can play Roblox. Yep. And, and so for a six year old, it is, it's just, you're touching it and you're feeling it and you're, and you're screaming. I said, I yeah. said, Meadow, what is wrong? Right. I'm a baby and this person picked me up and took me and I don't. I'm like, wait, <laughs> right. what do you mean you're a baby? And then I'm, like, I'm not playing this game right. no more. Right. And she drops it. So emotional. So emotional. And she picks it back up. Five minutes later, my car won't start. My car won't start. I said, what do you need a car for? I'm the pizza delivery guy. I have to deliver She's delivering pizzas. pizzas. I'm like, what are you playing? I know. they're, they're they, I, So, so they're yeah. playing Roblox. They're, they're delivering pizzas. Yep. And there's, you know, them playing with other people they've never met. Right, right. Just, and, they're, and, they're, and, and she's a baby and the other person's picking her up and right. she can't let go. It's yep. like. It's a totally different like world. delivery services and like I think one of the more popular games on Roblox is Leaf Blower, where wow. you literally have to clean a yard with a leaf blower and people, kids love it. That's great. There was a power washing one too. You just power wash, but yeah, it's really tactile almost, right? And like it's so much because the screen is right there. It's a much closer experience, and I think the reason that a lot of kids like Roblox, and I certainly know why Gray plays it so much, is. You can just have it's you have this unlimited wealth of games and experiences, right? So like you have a few games for the Switch. We have a few games for the Switch here, but on Roblox you don't have to buy a new game. Yeah, but you just only click. Thing, yeah, yeah, but the only thing is, is when is when you have to buy things to get things. So, right, of course. Right, and that's the hard part. Yeah. So trying to, yeah, trying to explain. Okay, if you get this one thing. Yeah. What is it going to do? Well, it's going right. to get an egg, and I'm going to get an animal, <laughs> right, and then exactly. you get the animal, and it's not a cat. Right. So now you're, now you're. Yeah, if you don't get the cat, you're no, out. Now you're right. out. That's and all she wanted. And then now you got right. a, a unicorn with a weird eye. You got a narwhal. Yeah, you got a narwhal. Narwhal. I wanted the kitty. You know? <laughs> right. So you can't win. So it's a different, uh, a different day and age. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, as much as like Gray, obviously, like you look around this room that we're sitting in, and there's you know video games everywhere. He he will sometimes get into a groove with like a really well-developed Nintendo game like Luigi's Mansion because it's just so well-designed. And Absolutely. But he most, like if he had it his way, he would just be playing Roblox all the time. That's it. Um, to the point where we've had to take the iPad away from him because he will, lo- he will lose himself. That's right. And the first time I took it away from him recently, he was really upset, as you would expect him to be. But then he actually said to me like a week later, he's like, thanks for taking that away. I, I I wasn't really playing it too much. Like he even at six yeah, years old had this realization like, that like yeah. I, I really kind of became a zombie in that. And I just wanted Absolutely. to constantly play this over and over and over again. Um, Absolutely. So I was um just to throw this out yep. there, I was doing a little research. Shoot. Um for you know, to to speak with you. And the the thing that made me like kind of warm and fuzzy yeah. was watching Contra. Yeah. And yeah. seeing them shoot the wall. The first boss, you essentially, had to get through yeah. to the next thing. Yeah. It was like I, I forgot how good of a game Contra was. Contra is a great game, and and it just you know going through all the games of of like trying to think about you know Nintendo mm-hmm. and from Kid Icarus or uh, uh, Kid Icarus, Go- Goose and Ghosts and Goblins, Ghosts and Goblins, ghouls, to... is it Ghosts and Goblins or Ghouls and Goblins? I have the uh, Famicom disc version of Kid Icarus right here. Isn't that wow, amazing? That is amazing. Yeah. 
Wizards and Warriors. Wizards and Warriors is a great game. Is great a, music. It's a really, really great memory yep. of watching you play that. These um, are great pulls. But the, the thing is that now that you're 40, mm -hmm. do you understand the magic world of Super Pitfall yet? Oh my God, no. Super Pitfall is still an How absolutely, absolutely horrible game. On the left? It was, it was, it, you know what, for, for as bad as a game it is, as it is, it did feel very like mysterious, didn't it? Like you wanted to figure out how to get to that side where there's like a doll in a cage, but that's actually the can princess. You, get to that every time? you can get to that side, but like you have to find like the places to jump and you'll get teleported around. Then you have to find the and keys. It's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the music's horrible. Yeah, no, it's an absolutely horribly poorly developed game. Like yeah, we should play it more with a special room like that yeah like, like you know that's what i mean like yeah super pitfall is a terrible game i'm never gonna say it's not but and certainly plenty of people have done hours on how bad of a game it is but i do remember like as much as i despised it there was something really mysterious about it that kept me wanting to figure it out yeah. next and that alone is an accomplishment for a game right to really want you to to want to keep playing to try to figure it out did you have to get balloons and it carried you up? Like, is that a different game? Am I remembering it right? Where you had to like get carried up on different colored balloons at a certain point? You know what? That does sound like something in Super Pitfall. It might be something different. Okay. Um, but like you would have to jump at weird locations to find a key. Like you couldn't find a key unless you jumped and then it showed up and then you had to jump and get it again. Like there was really weird, like hidden invisible things. It was a lot like Mylon Secret Castle. So there's Pitfall and Super Pitfall, but isn't Pitfall? Pitfall like is just Atari? Pitfall. Yeah, Pitfall is Atari. It's just a side-scrolling adventure where you swing on the vines and you jump right. on the yeah, alligator yeah, yeah. heads. Yeah, um, okay. Super Pitfall is supposed to be, it's Pitfall Harry's next adventure. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a really interesting game. It's actually something we should probably dig into deeper because it's a really interesting game in hindsight, but at the time it just drove me nuts. Oh, sure. Um, and yeah, it's really poorly developed too. Um, it's, it can, it glitches out all the time and it's just, I was also thinking of the worst purchase ever mm. as far as gaming. Goes. Great, great. Go ahead. So we had like money for Christmas mm -hmm. and you're like, yo man, like let's go, get a game. Go buy a game, go play world, get a game. So we actually went to Roosevelt Field. Mm -hmm. I came out with Athena. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a terrible purchase. Now, I had. <laughs> it's one of the worst Nintendo games of all time. <laughs> it was like karate. All right, maybe and Athena. Kung Fu. Kung Fu. Yeah. Well, isn't there um, Karate Kid, maybe? Oh, the Karate Kid game. Yep. Uh huh. Okay, so it was Karate Kid. Another terrible game. I remember <laughs> looking in, like, it was either KB Toys. Yep. Like, over the over the uh, um, cash register. Right. And there was Athena uh -huh. and Karate Kid. Right. <laughs> and I picked Athena. Athena is... The the cover of Athena is misleading because it looks great. Um, it's probably... It's, it's, it's an arcade port that they made, SNK made for the Nintendo. And like the Rygar port, they tried to add more like action adventure into it to keep you playing. So it's not just like a quarter muncher. It's one of the worst developed games of all time, oh, Athena. <laughs> no, I don't. I remember vaguely remember it, but I know that story. Mm. And I handed it to you yeah. in the back seat, and, you, yeah. and it was just like cool. We were amped because we were amped good. for Athena. I played it all the time. It's one you know. We didn't have a ton of games. Mm -hmm. We rented games a lot. And that's another thing I was thinking about going to a uh, uh, man one stop video one stop shop. video shop. So 
I have a story about one seventy shop. Is that the way you call grandpa and you were and, and to come get you? Oh yeah, I got real. So yeah, that's a really that's a really embarrassing story. Yeah, actually. How did we get separated? and Mom, not understand that you were gone yeah. and you had enough sense to call grandpa. IV three one seven. IV three one seven zero nine. Yeah. <laughs> That was his number, Ivanhoe seven oh nine. Ivanhoe three one seven oh nine. Um I, I I didn't realize we were together for that story. Mom tells that story all the time to try to embarrass me, like especially in front of like Tracy and other people. Um we were at a shoe store, Buster Brown shoes. Okay. We were getting shoes for like school or something, and I got really mad for some reason. Right. I'm certainly seeing this in my son Grayson, so I'm definitely getting it back in spades. Um I ran out of the store. And I guess I ran to one stop video Mm -hmm. and I said, my mom left me. Can you call my grandfather to pick me up? And they let me call him. Right. And then by the time mom found me. No, no, hold on. Oh, go ahead. We were in the car. Oh. And she says, what is grandpa doing here? Oh. Because she already got me and I didn't tell her that I called grandpa. No, I don't think she got you and understood what was going on. Right, right, right. So she found me at One Stop Video. Right. And then we got in the car and then Grandpa came because I had spoke to him. There you go. That's it. And then, yeah, so I got in some really big trouble for that move. That was that was a bad move. Yeah, <laughs> What is Grandpa doing here? Yeah. So he lived close to us. So it wasn't like completely crazy. But mm-hmm. yeah, so that was embarrassing. But no, I actually have another One Stop Video story. So Christmas Eve, I was very young. It was the first time I got punched in the face. It's a holiday gaming memory. Christmas Eve. Was this the same Christmas Eve that we watched the fire match um, from, uh, from, <laughs> uh, from World Wrestling Council? One with of Carlos the Cologne and Hercules Allah. You actually said, made ah, me stay up. Match. The fire match. You made me stay up until like one in the morning because it was like on a weird channel. It was on Univision. It was on Univision. And yeah, we watched the fire match. No, this was a different. This was a different okay. Christmas. Eve. I was by myself. Well, I wasn't by myself. I was with Matt and Lee mm-hmm. and maybe Michael Gorman who's been on the show a few times and we were playing, we were watching Geraldo. Do you remember Geraldo, the town bully? Geraldo Jerry, bigger dude, lived in the town. Are you talking about Geraldo? Yeah. And Eddie Jr. Weeks? Yeah. See, I don't understand. Okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Geraldo <laughs> so, Jelly. Her- Geraldo Jelly and yeah. Eddie Weeks. Eddie Weeks, Eddie Jr. Weeks. Eddie Jr. Weeks, they were playing Shinobi, mm. the arcade game at One Stop Video. It was Christmas Eve and I was standing next to Geraldo and every quarter you put in, you got one use of ninja magic and there's okay. a special button for ninja magic mm-hmm. on there. So I thought it would be cool at this part of the game oh, to hit the ninja button. magic button. His and game? He, his game. Uh-oh. He punched me directly in the face. I was probably like seven, <laughs> like a year older than gray. And he punched me directly in the face. And it was the first time I ever got hit in the face. And he's probably and he like said, twice your age. He, yeah, oh, absolutely. And he looked at me and he said, never touch another man's arcade game. And, you know, I've taken that lesson with me in life. I've yeah. um, tried yeah. <laughs> as often as possible you to never touch another man. Hey, gonna... You know what? To be fair, I probably was. You probably thought this was a perfect time to Perfect to, to time to up. use it. Yeah, he's got a few extra, few extra nin- ninjas yeah. on the screen. Okay. Yep. And um, yeah, so that was, yeah, One Stop Video was a lot of memories surrounding One Stop right. Video. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, Blockbuster and, and One Stop Video, um, that's, you know, renting games was, and then all of a sudden it came out where you could, what was the service where you can actually get games delivered to your house? Gamefly. Gamefly. Yeah, Gamefly. I, I used Gamefly a little bit, but at that point I was, I think, old enough that I was making enough money where, like, if I really wanted a game, I was probably going to buy it at that now, point. Did, did they do games like with the penny CDs? 
Like, could you get five? No, games like Columbia House. Yeah, Columbia oh, House. oh, I wish. I just finished paying off my Columbia House. Yeah, by did, the way, yeah, yeah, I'm celebrating it. Yeah, I'm celebrating yeah. that. Um, um, I sent them my last penny. Oh, great. Um, yeah, no, they never did anything like that. I guess like they didn't steal. Columbia House didn't steal enough CDs where they could make steal enough games like they could make money off of how they stole CDs somehow. I still don't. I'd love to do like I'd, if, if there was a documentary on Netflix about the Columbia House mm-hmm. scheme which was like a reverse scheme, like against themselves rather than for themselves. I would totally right. watch it I and mean, figure out what that was all about. How are they making money? Why were they doing that? Take the penny to the thing. It's it's the most ridiculous thing of all time. Now, if, if I remember correctly, on the CD, there was a hole by the UPC symbol when you got them from there. Really? Like a little, Oh, right. Like a, right, like so a, they couldn't be resold. Yeah, like a little... Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's, memory, but I don't there's know, a story there. Could be wrong. 100% there's a story there. The whole history of Columbia House and the whole idea of paying a penny for five CDs in advance and then never paying them again and not being in trouble for it. So that never happened as far as a, a video, video game. games. No, but you like we talk about one stop video. That was the time before Blockbuster. So we had a few independent mom and pop video games, uh, mm-hmm. re- video rental stores that right. then eventually started having video games in it as well. Right, it was mostly you- for VHS, HTS, uh, VHA. VHS tapes. And that's how, so that's how, uh, you know, wrestling made their money was going and, and renting all those WrestleManias and all right, that stuff. Right, 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 right. Yeah. You know, making those commercial tapes. Yep. And then just, and then people getting the people in there for that. And then yep. you had the, the, the video game rental together, you know, right. winning combination. So your, your like, your collecting in that world was video game, uh, wrestling tapes, because you had probably what, 2000? wrestling VHSs at one point and that might be an, under an, estimating an absurd, it. Yeah. An absurd yeah. amount. Correct. You worked with a team of people at one point that were producing them. The five, one, six crew, Matt Snow. <laughs> there you go. Matt yeah. Snow. Yeah. Yeah. And they were actually, um, I feel like what, wasn't there like one or two backyard wrestling events that was sponsored by them. I, I, I could swear doubt. to God, I saw a backyard wrestling event at Chris Visca's house. Uh Oh, <laughs> it could have happened. It could have happened. Um, yeah, really quick. Actually speaking of Chris Visca, do you have gaming memories of like playing games with other friends? Like there's always been a rumor, like the, the urban legend of Baldwin was that the Fleischmann's owned a Neo Geo. They had, I thought it was a Turbo graphics. Oh, okay. Maybe, but I could have sworn they owned a Neo Geo. I believe it, it may have just been a rumor that like us kids talked about, like wanting mm, to get into that house. It wasn't. I thought it was a Turbo graphics 16. Is that right? It could be. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah, 16. Yeah. Did, did it look like this? Uh-oh. I think it was that. Yeah, it has a, it was a push it had in. the card slots. It was the, Okay. It, it so the card so like so this the difference is the Turbo Graphics had these hue cards that you used. Neo Geo the cartridge was as big as a Turbo Graphics and would go in like that. It wasn't I don't think it, it wasn't was, that. Okay. I, I believe it was a Turbo Graphics. All right. So all my Baldwin friends that rumor's been debunked. Debunked. Officially debunked. The Fleischmanns did not own a Neo Geo. They owned Turbo Graphics, which to be honest, in our circle was almost as rare. Very few oh, people had a Turbo Graphics. You didn't see Turbo Graphics. No. no. Yeah. So and so as far as, you know, gaming around Baldwin, uh, I think we've been through this. Mm-hmm. I think you've been through this on a different episode where everybody knew an uncle that worked at Nintendo. Yep. Yep. That was one of the schoolyard rumors. And they, um, they'd get access to like games first. Okay. So we got 1942. <laughs> 1942 is a great um, shooter. Yeah. So we got, so when I went to uh, St. Chris, there was a kid there whose uncle supposedly yep. worked for Nintendo. He didn't. He didn't. Nope. And gave us. 1942. Wow. 
That's amazing. See that story I've told on the school schoolyard rumors uh, episode we did that everyone knew someone that worked in Nintendo yeah. and they would either get like tips or they would get, you know, the hot information on games that were coming out. Like they told us about like Mario Brothers 3, but it was in space. They were clearly a few years ahead because so, Mario Galaxy did right, eventually come out. Right. So what was the, you had a Mario from one of the Blumenfelds that had a ribbon attached to Oh, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, that's right. Wow, I did have that. It was Super Mario Brothers 3. But you couldn't play it. I couldn't play it because it was for the Famicom. And the ribbon was so for an trade, adapter. Why would you trade all your stuff for a game that you couldn't play on a system? I didn't think I couldn't. Re- I don't, don't think I, I probably didn't realize that I couldn't play it at the time. I don't think I realized what a Famicom was at right. the time. So that was the Famicom obviously is the, the Japanese version of the, the NES. Mm-hmm. Um, so it had a ribbon on it. The reason it had a ribbon on it, because I didn't realize at the time there was adapters. Right. You could stick the adapter so you imagine a regular Nintendo cartridge or cartridge, as Gray would say, you would put the adapter on the back of the cartridge and then you'd stick the stick cartridge the in it and you couldn't get it out easily. So that ribbon was there to help you pull it. Right. So it was essentially made. I guess it was a cartridge that was made to be used with a Famicom adapter for the North American market, which is really convoluted to understand why that would even happen. But yeah, I do remember that it was like a blue ribbon, right? Yeah. I remember right. that. Yeah. Wow. That's the first time I remember that. Great yep. pull. Yep. So that was the, the, you know, the around ball, around ball when, you know, the, the uncle gave us, the uncle gave us 1942. Great. And, and a booklet, uh, what came with the game? The manuals, a manual mm-hmm. for a game that was upcoming. Wow. I can't remember what game it was. Oh, that would be a great pull. So, I'm so surprised that you don't have it. You have everything that you've like anything you've kept. You keep everything. Oh, man. It was a it was a it was a game that was supposed to come out. Yeah, I mean, like that's what people have to understand. Like maybe they ne- did work. Maybe you never yeah, know. I, you never know. I mean, if they did actually have stuff, I mean, it would be really odd for a kid to like make their parents buy them 1942 just to give it away, just to prove that their uncle worked at Nintendo. Like that's a real stretch. A real stretch. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't doubt a kid would do it these days, but I think it was far beyond what we were thinking those days. But like Nintendo was so just, it was everywhere. It was. Um, so like when you were talking on the playground and that's why we did the video game rumors episode, like it was all Nintendo talk. Sure. And this was like, even like as Genesis and Sega started coming out with stuff like the master system, you know, some people had it, the O'Gormans had it, we had it. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like you didn't talk about games like you did with Nintendo games, the new Nintendo games that were coming out. Yeah, when Mario, a new Mario came out, everyone knew about it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, and it was they there. rightfully should because I mean, when Mario looks like a raccoon, I mean, how cool is that? <laughs> exactly. Super Mario Brothers three. I just recently did on our Instagram account, Super Nintendo Ads at Instagram. We posted a poll of what's your top five favorite NES games. And we had a ton of responses, hundreds of responses, and almost every single one of them had Super Mario Brothers three on it. It's a great that was the game that everyone looked forward to. The reason why everyone went to go see The Wizard, the movie in the theaters, because it had screens and some gameplay of Mario 3 for the first time. They showed a few screens in Nintendo Power and uh, Game Pro Nintendo and all of that Power. stuff. There you go. Yeah, Nintendo Power. So yeah, that's that's absolutely 100% true. Okay, so that's the Geraldo Jerry story. Wow. Yeah. So Derry, so now you've taken that with you through your life. Don't don't mess with another person. Don't mess with no, don't touch another man's arcade game. Yeah. And I still try to hold I still try to hold to that as that's much a, as I that's, can. That's, a, that's, a, that's great. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Because we should probably wrap up. I well, you're missing uh, a big, a big, a big uh, 
thing was what you listened to while you played the games. That is true. So we can, if you want to end on that, on the music of there's, the a, there's actually this, this question is twofold for me because okay, there's a song that I remember play, you guys playing all the time. You and dad would play cause we had a record player down there right. and dad had a huge record collection, um, being a musician himself. And there was this song that you guys always used to play and I would jump on the bed mm-hmm. while you played it. And it was something like, he's jumping up and down. He's jumping all around. Do you have any idea? He is Kangaroo. Kangaroo? Do you have any idea what that song yeah. is? Okay, so Lampshades was a band. That was the name of it, right? No, no. The band's name was Lampshades. The song is called Kangaroo. Get out of here. So J- Jimmy was a guy he worked with. Jimmy Cianfraca. No, Jimmy no. Sanfraco was from Magic Moments. Oh, okay, that was great. That was okay. that was great. That was Dad's doo-wop acapella band. At USD. Okay, with with Dad and his band was called the Lampshade. Oh, that was his. That's why I can't find it anywhere. I tried to look it up too. So if you drive in like Limbrook, there's a Lampshade store. Yes, and that's the cover of the of the forty five. Dude, you're blowing my mind. You're blowing my was a forty five. That's right. And I've asked Mom about it. I've looked on the internet. I Kangaroo. and I could have sworn in my head. There was a connection to a lampshade store with that song. The cover, and that's why I kept looking up lampshade Lampshade. jumping up and down. Kangaroo. So he made that was his band. His band. We used to play that record all all the time. time. He's jumping up and And down. down. He's jumping all around, and I would jump on the bed up in Dad's room. He looks so funny, just like a great big Easter bunny. Get out of here. (laughs) Can we re-record it? We can do it. You got the flute right there. I got the slide whistle right here. Okay. We have a little keyboard over there, a little mini yeah, keyboard. Yeah, we're good. All right. Next time I go to South Carolina, we're going to re-record uh, Kangaroo. Kangaroo. Awesome. Um, so I remember personally listening to a lot of Slippery When Wet. Okay. So. Def uh, Leppard Hysteria. Okay. It was, and New the, Jersey was probably more than Slippery When Bon Jovi, New Jersey may, might have been more than Slippery. I'm not. It was probably equal. I, 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 when I close my eyes and I picture playing video games downstairs, I hear Runaway. And that's, that's earlier. That would probably be on a mixtape. Really? Because okay. Runaway was like was off of found a found that was before they they got. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Uh, so it's it a great would, song. We would listen to Theater of Pain, Motley Crue. Oh yeah, definitely. All right, yeah. City so Motley Crue, Blues, and, yep. and 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 Home Sweet Home, yep. and all that. Uh, David Bowie, Let's Dance. No, with that's Modern Love. Modern and, Love and Let's Dance for sure. Modern dance. Love. The, I used to bang on the walls at the beginning part with the drums. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Striper to hell with the devil. Striper was huge. We listened to a lot of Striper to hell with the devil. To hell with uh, the devil. There might have been some Duran Duran in there, which was super cool for me because Striper. No, not Striper. Dawkins did. Uh, Don Dawkins did the uh, Dream Warriors. Dream we War- are the Dream yeah, that's right. Warriors. A little bit of Dawkins and uh, some Pretty Boy Floyd. We listened to a lot of Pretty Boy Floyd. Yep, that's right. A real, real, true Motley Crue ripoff. Like you don't see one hundred percent ripoffs like that these days. Right. And uh, um, they were great. Yeah, they were great. Great, but a lot of it was leather boys with electric toys. Yeah, it was all metal. It was all metal. metal. It was all metal. And it was all hair metal. That's hair right. Metal and maybe you know, um, and uh, a little pop. A little pop. Um, and we didn't listen to a lot of the music of video games at the time. We usually had music on music while playing, we were playing. As you were yeah, playing, right? as you were playing. And yeah. That was a big part of the fun. Yeah, and, and you know it, that's a lost art of of making a mixtape. Yeah, it's true. Because now you don't even have CDs. Nope. Well, you just make playlists on your uh, your phone or whatever. It's just not but it's not the same. No, or in Spotify. There's no. It's work. not the same. There's, There's no, no work, work involved, right? 
You had to craft a mixtape. You had to do it. You had to yep. get the records and the tapes right. and cue it. And, yep. and, yeah. Well, what about crafting a mixtape from the radio? That was real hard work because you had to pause Super. and be ready for it to come on. Now, I'll take you one step further. You had to craft a mixtape from the from MTV with a re- box radio. Oh, because you could record on a boombox. Right, because you couldn't get those songs. Right, there were a lot of songs that weren't on the so radio, but they were on MTV, that's true. Put the boombox in front right. of the speaker. Right. The quality was horrible, but right. you had the song. Yeah, that's true. Like, if you th- like, I think about that early, that kind of mid to late 80s when M- MTV was really as ubiquitous as the NES was. Mm-hmm. Like, there were a lot of songs that where they played on MTV that they didn't play on the radio. Like Sabbath and like Aussie songs and stuff like that. Like, they weren't really playing a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I ever made a mixtape from a boombox on MTV. I'm sure you did. I did. I'm Absolutely. sure you did, but I didn't. I didn't now. Yeah. Music was a big part of it. Oh, um, yeah. oh, but, but now looking back on this, you see how awesome the 80s music was in the game. Oh, well, now the the music of games is like one of my favorite parts of even doing the show. Like I'll pull music all the time just because I love listening to it. And when I sometimes when I go to sleep, I watch speed runs to zone out. Sure. And the reason that I watch speed runs is I'm really more listening to the music than like watching even what's going on. I mean, and that's what puts me back in that nostalgic, like kind of warm, warm blanket to fall asleep with. That's right. I mean, because, you know, our children are playing Roblox, listening to Yummy Yummy by Justin Bieber in the background. Yeah. And they're hearing like, they're hearing the exact song. Yeah. It's not even a sample or a chip. No, you're actually hearing Justin Bieber, Yummy Yummy playing Roblox. Right. To me, that's... It's lost. Yeah. yeah. The only place that like gray, like gray will, I'll find gray humming, like very few Nintendo songs, but like their music in Luigi's mansion, the music in um, Mario Odyssey, um, like that, that gets in your ear and it's still, you know, beautifully composed, like if, um, yeah, but very rarely. If you go on YouTube right now and just look up Kid Icarus or right. something yeah. and hear that music, yeah. you're like, dude, this is amazing. Yeah. It's great. What they did with the eight bit tunes yeah. and the chip tunes of like Game Boy and, and, and then, um, and the NES, like it's, yeah, it's, it's really incredible what they were able to pull like, off. Dude. Yeah, I know <laughs> what's going on here. <laughs> right. But no, it's incredible what they were able to pull off. I mean, and a lot of those games like Koji Kondo who did Zelda, Mario, like everything. And this one dude created all these like completely influential and just, you know, iconic music tracks. Like the, he was a, I mean, he was a musician, like the right developers were getting musicians to work with a very limited, obviously hardware set, but they were, you know, getting real musicians to do it. They weren't, you can find the games where like people were just like, like, well, you know, music's an afterthought. We'll just put some music behind it and you know, play eight or nine notes and then just loop it sure. and it will drive you nuts. It will drive you nuts. I mean, I, I, I compare that to having that guy, it's like having Jan Hammer on Miami Vice. Right. Without his music mm-hmm. and his, Sure. Keys and yep. his, that doesn't Miami Vice is, is not Miami yep. Vice. Yeah, Miami Vice was was cultural and hit a cultural touchstone because it it included so much stuff. It had great visuals, great action, good cast, and the music hit. It all hit at the same time. They were treating right. it more like a movie right. than a TV show. Yeah, that was one of the first shows to really kind of do that. So, like your to your point with you know with the music that that guy. Yeah, Koji Koji Kondo. I mean, he just that's yeah made the game. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you can hum the Mario theme song pretty much anywhere at any time in 2021 people and people will know exactly what it course. is. Yeah. And Zelda too. Some of some of Zelda. Like, um, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's the music's really, I, I do love music. I, I appreciate it way more now than I did then. Me too. And I mean, gray 
is a huge Five Nights at Freddy's fan and Bendy fan. And we talk about his love of those games all the time, but he doesn't love the games. He loves the music that's been created around those games. He's on YouTube all the time when we're watching together, watching songs that have been created as like tributes to these games and characters. Right. Like he, he cares about that way more than like the gameplay. So that's another like totally weird thing. Imagine like being more interested in the music of Kid Icarus than actually playing Kid Icarus, like just something that would never happen. Although I would probably listen, I would probably rather listen to Kid Icarus these days than play it because <laughs> uh, I did play it recently and it's probably yeah, one of the yeah. hardest Nintendo games ever made. <laughs> Do you have any other things you wanted to discuss while we have this time together? Uh, as far as gaming goes. Yeah. Um, the- or especially gaming around the holidays or anything. Well, what one of my, I've mentioned before, like one of my favorite things about Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. which we're celebrating today. It was they would mom would always bring us to Blockbuster to rent some games That's right? so that we could kind of be out of her hair while That's she right. cooked and dad was outside fixing the fence. Sure. And fixing the fence is a big joke that Tracy and I have in the house because no matter what was happening something for the preparation, something needed to be fixed that day. that day. So like mom might need the house to be cleaned or the floor to be swept or the salami to be rolled into circles or the right. cheese to be cut into or one inch slices the hot dog, or right. the bread. Yep, exactly. Or the Press mini meatballs, the yep. mini meatballs to be rolled into sure. perfect mini meatballs for the lasagna. Yeah. But dad would always find something that that day had to be needed done. to get fixed outside. Absolutely. I noticed some leaves underneath the bush out front. I'm going to go clean that out. Yep. Yeah. But we always say that the joke is always, if Tracy needs me to do something, I always say, well, you know, I can get to it later right now. I need to go fix the vents. <laughs> That's right. Um, uh, it, it's just a, it's just law. I just think it's lost now. Um, mm. The uh, the camaraderie of uh, of two um, brothers. Daddy, guess what happened? At- Hi. Oh, what oh happened? no! Oh no! We have to glue his head back on. Yeah. Do you have a fun time? All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for sticking with us as we've spent the past three months promoting our comic, Darling. Our trade will be released released soon, which for the uninitiated is essentially a collection of the four issues we released this year, plus a tremendous amount of bonus content. You can reach out to us at dads at supernintendads at gmail.com or check out our Instagram page at supernintendads for more information on a release date. The book can also be purchased directly from our publisher, Source Point Press will be available at Barnes and Noble and Amazon, but call your local shops. They really are the pistons that drive the comic book industry. If you like our show, please share it with a friend and please send us some thoughts about this show or your favorite holiday gaming memories to dads at supernintendads.com so we can include them in our next show. Mark, let's close this show with one of my favorite samples of yours. Is that cool? Sure. Sounds great. All right, great. Well, I hope that everybody has a really great holiday season and can promise that Mike, Gabe, Gray, and I will be back soon. Remember, gaming should be fun. See you soon.